Dein Tuschi. on the podcast translates into normal conversation i would like to think it does in some aspects but i haven't like things like that you can't really notice like Mm -hmm. i've realized that like when you go to the gym like you can see your muscles getting bigger like but that takes like four months yeah but like mental stability Mm -hmm. or like improving your conversation skills like it's hard to like gauge if you're getting at least for me yeah to see if you're improving yeah I feel like for me, I could definitely notice, but like I haven't tried to fix my conversational skills because I'm just too anxious all the time. So um, I, I don't know if I could like ever truly like get to be like a really good conversationalist, but that would be really cool to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I definitely am not like, <laughs> I'm yeah. still working on it, but yeah. I mean, it's been pretty good conversation so far. I don't feel like there's been any awkward gaps or anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the thing though. Like, I used to be so afraid of, like, the awkward silence. Mm-hmm. And that that's, like, half the battle. Like, when you're... Because I feel like when you're afraid of it, then it's, like, oh, my God. Yeah. You're always thinking about it. And then when you can feel it come on, you're, like, what do I say? What mm-hmm. do I say? And then and then it actually is just awkward. But if, yeah. if you're willing to just be, like, all right, it might come. And when it does, I'm probably just going to laugh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> then, it, then it makes it fine. Yeah. Like, it's not... Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, it just, like, kind of just flows. Yeah. yeah. Normally when awkward silence comes, I just straight up just walk away. <laughs> You're like, That's literally can't. what I do. I just walk away. I'm just not, a f- like, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I don't know what happened to me. I used to be, like, such a, you know, blah, 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 all the time. But it's, like, now, like, I only, like, feel comfortable, like, talking to, like, a select few people. And then, like, occasionally I'll meet a person where I'm, like, I can have a conversation comfortably with you. Yeah. But it's, like, crazy for me because it's, like... I see all these people just, like, chatting, like, totally normal. I'm like, how do you get over those little awkward, like, you know, little humps with, like, not being able to talk or, like, not having a good question to ask? Like, yeah. For me, that just is, like, end of the conversation I leave. So, yeah, I gotta work on that for sure. But, uh, yeah, that's why my goal is actually, like, in the next, like, maybe, like, five years is to get better at socializing because I'm gonna need to because, you know, when... I graduate, I'm not going to really see as many people as I used to, well, so, or I'm friends with now. Yeah, it's so powerful for networking, too. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'm good at networking. Because, oh, you are? Yeah, okay. I, I put on a little, like, little, like facade. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my name is Jennifer. Firm handshake, and I'm blah, blah, blah about myself, and then yeah. ask them about them. All, all you have to do is just ask what they're up to, and then they love you. That's what I've learned, at least in academia. Is that the secret? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, like... Obviously, you want to ask about the research, you know. Mm-hmm. I even know for me, like, when people ask me about my research, like, it's impossible not to get excited mm-hmm. because they're like, no one ever asked me this. Yeah. And it's, like, something that they mm-hmm. dedicate so much time to. Like, yeah. They're going to they're gonna like you automatically. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah. No, and I'm, like, I'm the same way. I'm guilty as charged. But yeah. um, it's, like, it's cool to explain it to people who understand it, but it's, like, um, it's also very, very much, like, um, not in invigor I'd say invigorating yeah to have like to be able to explain your research to someone who doesn't really understand it and have them understand it yeah that's like um stuff that I've been working on recently because with all these like PhD interviews and stuff all these I say them but I only have two but um uh but like with you know my interviews and stuff it's like some people aren't in that realm of research because I'm in cardiovascular research 
cardiovascular cardiovascular cardiac electrophysiology that's <laughs> what i do so it's like very Whoa. very specific stuff yeah it's niche so um a lot of people don't get what i'm talking about even on like the larger organ level just because it's like covered maybe what like an hour in like men's school maybe no oh, definitely really? more time definitely yeah. more time than that that's a little exaggerating but it's like that's a very specific specialty. Yeah. It's also apparently very boring. I didn't know that because I personally really like it. But, um, like, my PI, I was, like, chatting to him because um, I had gotten my first interview and I was, like, freaking out about it. And he's like, don't explain the boring stuff. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I thought it was cool. So, um, yeah. Just, like, having to explain the bigger picture is also very rewarding, too. Like, because, I don't know, to me that, like is, like, a signal that I, like, fully can understand the concept if I can explain it to, like, a two-year-old and, like, also to, like, yeah. a PI who is, like, a specialty in that research. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever seen those videos on YouTube? I don't... I think these just pop up because, like, all my videos on YouTube are, like, educational and academic. Like, that's because that's just, like, who I am. But, like, there's these videos that pop up. They'll be, like, astrophysicist explains, like theory of I relativity and like to five different levels of like it's super cool though. oh it's so funny yeah to like, like the little kid i'm like i i'm thinking about like my like i'm really in, into like immunology and mm-hmm. i'd be like i'd like i'd low-key be intimidated if a five-year-old was like can you explain the immune system to me because i'd be like so oh, i don't so think hard. i can do no, that no because like, i i had to do like a quick like little course on like all the types of like the immune system like adaptive and eight um intrinsic Oh my yeah. god! I, it was like a week and a half that so we learned much. it. I, my head was like, "Holy fuck! I can't do this." <laughs> so it was much. so hard. <sighs> no, that stuff is so much, and it's like crazy. Like, um, I don't know how people do it. Like, a, kudos to you. I could not do that. I'll <laughs> oh, thank you. The yeah, the virology aspect. It's like just going to yeah. It. There's just like, I feel like you can go into so many levels of. There's so many layers to it. Like just when you think you figured it out. Mm-hmm. then you like yeah you look then at a diagram more. like that and be yeah. like i don't know half those receptors yeah and i'm like oh my gosh and then you have to know all the kinases and you have to know oh like what gosh, they do and like what yeah, they activate and it's just so much it is that part i will never quite understand but it is interesting like i, I would totally like to look into like at least i really like adaptive immunity yeah like learning about t-cells is that right t-cells and b-cells that's mm-hmm. adaptive immunity yeah that stuff was like super cool to me but i only got like a, a lesson to learn it and so i didn't really get too much time to learn it but it, it seems like very very cool stuff when did you what what class did you learn virology about? oh really because, they taught um, they went into it yeah so it. we learned like um three different types the three more mainish types of uh viruses so like rna virus negative strand rna viruses positive stra- no double stranded rna DNA and then so like things like retroviruses and stuff mm-hmm. and like then we went to plant viruses which was so boring um, and then we did all the immunity stuff. What a what, I've never learned about a plant virus. Like what made it what made it boring for you? It was just like <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it, man. It was just really boring to me. Like um, I guess to be fair, like I. No hate to this professor. He was a great professor, but he was very old and went through his slides very, very, very slow. Yeah. Um, and then he'd go off into little rampages about, like, <laughs> other things that had nothing to do with the plant virus. And so it was just very boring. Classic and, like, tenured professor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who will never get fired. Yeah. yeah. But he's he's really smart. So like, yeah. His research is freaking brilliant. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, definitely not the life for me. I love plants, but um, 
I don't necessarily care about the viruses that come along with them, unfortunately. Right. But they are really good for, like, bio-manufacturing, like, other viruses yeah. to, like, or, like, pharmaceuticals and stuff like, like that. Like, lentivirus and stuff like yeah. that. Tobacco yeah. Mo- yeah. Uh, tobacco mosaic virus is another one, too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, not for me. Yeah. Um. No, like... Okay, yeah, I know we touched on this a little before we mm-hmm. hit record, but, like, what... Yeah, what did I I like coming in? I didn't like I didn't know what you studied or like mm-hmm. what you were trying to do. Like what? Yeah. So um, I study molecular and cell biology. So like I I explain it to people as like the easier form of biochemistry. That's like um, your major. Yeah, that's my major. Molecular I didn't even and cell know they biology. had that. Yeah, it's uh, it's a really small group of people. I've met I think three people total in my grade that do it. Um, it's like growing because like more people are finding out about it, but it's still very new. I think it was like new. When I was a sophomore. Yeah. Because it used to be biochemistry and molecular and so Yeah, because I, I remember because when I when I when I got admitted here, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, there's micro and then there's molecular biology. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what is the difference? And then I tried to like look at molecular and they're like, This major is not available at the time. And I'm like, What? Mm-hmm. And think- it sounds like maybe they just combine cellular and molecular now. I just I don't know. There was some revamp that they did when I from a freshman mm. till now. I think. Yeah, I think. Were you always cellular and molecular? No, because at Eau Claire I was biochemistry. Okay, and then I didn't even and know you went to Eau Claire. Yeah, I went. What so, in the I told world? you I was a transfer student. What? Um, so my freshman year, I was biochemistry, molecular, and cell biology. That was like the whole major. And then when I came here and I was looking over majors, the only reason why I chose molecular and cell biology is so I didn't have to take physical chemistry. Because that sounds hard, and I can't do math. So yeah, um, I was like, let's just do this. And it, it ended up liking it a lot more because it focuses a lot on like medicinal science, uh-huh. more so than biochemistry, which kind of focuses on everything. Yeah, it's and very I'm, broad. I'm very picky with you know what I like to look at. Yeah. Because um, with me, I have severe ADHD, so that's another thing. Like, so if I don't like something, I really, really, really am gonna just want to do, do something it. else. Yeah. Or, yeah. So like, I don't want to like sit and like do like a zoology course i took a zoology course last semester and that was the worst thing i've had to do <laughs> was that the one charles took yeah 570 it was because the like professor it? no it's because the professor was a piece of shit <laughs> and it, it would have been so much easier did charles tell you that yes and i totally agree with like, him <laughs> i was like eh, I'm still it'll gonna be take fine. It. <laughs> no i had to take it to graduate oh to okay and um i thought it was gonna be you know just a piece of cake and to be fair the content was pretty easy but the professor was just a little shyster. And his exams were like, sometimes they were just like, it was like, how many nucleotides are in a DNA, or the whole human DNA? And I was like, okay, come on. Like, you know, questions like that. Yeah, you know, I'm just like, like gotcha, ah. just like gotcha like, questions. I'm like, why yeah. can't you just like ask something of like... Relevance? Relevance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and why do you have to be so sneaky? And yeah. like, I would always just get bit in the butt with those questions. Um, I mean, I still did like pretty good, but it was frustrating for me because it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, like, even if you get the A, I've had classes where I get the A and mm-hmm. it's like, I hated that class. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> no, it wasn't worth it. It was yeah. not worth it. It wasn't worth it. In no. my opinion, I had to work my butt off Yeah, and it was like a three credit class. And you like, hated every ah, second. Yeah. yeah. It's just, no. yeah. Um, meanwhile, it was like with virology, it was like pretty cool. Cause it's like, you're learning all these concepts and it's like, they all mean something, you know? Um, so that one, I was really, like, it was a gratifying class to get an A in. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it, yeah, I'm, like, pretty proud of myself for last semester because it's the highest GPA I've ever gotten because, like, Yo, I'm really, really... good ter- job. That's I'm terrible awesome. at taking tests. I got, like, a 
3.6 last semester, which was like very good for me. Normally I'm at yeah. 3.2 because I can't take tests. And it just Is it me. the stress or what is it? Um, stress, like I can't focus because like um, I'm kind of, a lot of it, you know, relays off of the stress when I'm, you know, stressed about something. I just kind of crack and then can't focus and think about anything I just studied. Um, as well as like being in a time limit, that kind of freaks me out. And it's like better now because it's like with, you know, the accommodations I receive, I get like a private testing room, but it's like, I wish I was just alone in a testing yeah. room. And I think a big thing that helped me so much was my virology class was, um, it's a hybrid, so it's like half grad students, half not. Um, so no one was really on accommodations except for me. So we all got private testing rooms. I think it was like me oh, and then like three, so you're in your two element. other people. You're in your yeah, element. so it's like, I could talk to myself. It was just like, okay, it's just like another like, you know, work it out, you yeah. know? Um, so I think that that really helped <laughs> yeah, like a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, but did, you, did you meet anyone in that course? Yeah, so I met... Um, do you know Do you know Kalina Larson by chance? That actually sounds like a familiar name, but I don't. She was she was she came on the podcast like a few episodes ago. She's she's applying for like like farm talks PhD program. That's the program that I was looking at. Oh really? Yeah, I, yeah, I, she, I just interviewed with that one, and that one's a great one. Yeah, she she's like pretty similar to what you're doing, mm-hmm. honestly. I want to see, wait, I'll probably I know the faces really well, but I don't know. She, I don't yeah, know I say that because she was in she was in virology. Yeah, I, last I'm, semester. Yeah, that's right. Oh, her. Do you actually know her? Yeah, no, I I, saw, like I never spoke to her, but I've seen yeah. She was in, like, she sat, like, three rows behind me. She seemed like a really nice girl. Mm-hmm. I just never got the chance to talk to her because I kind of made my own little cohort. Yeah. Um. You can't meet everyone. Anymore. Yeah. Also, again, really bad at making friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> if they I struggle, if they're not, like, outwardly, like, friendly towards me, I'm like, ah, I don't know how good I'm going to be at talking to this person, so I just kind of avoid it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I made... Uh, three pretty good friends over there because we just spent a lot of time together because we had zoology and virology together oh, and then like a two hour gap in between so cool. we just spend a lot of our time together yeah. um, and so yeah I'm taking classes with two of them now because one of them forced me to take cancer bio or cancer <laughs> genetics and I, I'm never going to forgive her for that one <laughs> so far it kind of sucks but um, it's like good but it's also bad you know because it's like they, he signs us like 80 pages of reading holy smokes. every other day is it one of those where like you can probably finesse not reading or no i don't think it's gonna <laughs> is be it one textbook of those classes. Reading? it's no um so some of it is just like paper paper <laughs> oh, well it's no. a very like journal based class that's so we have to read a lot that's... of papers and it's like to be fair this stuff is interesting but it's just like when it's so dense it's like tedious. you can't be assigning 80 pages yeah. like i could barely make it through 20 you know yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like that kind of reading, but also some book readings that are involved in it. And, and that stuff's like mostly like a refresher. Like luckily I do know a lot of this stuff thanks to zoology, but, um, <laughs> the class that you did yes, the, the class that I did the most actually kind of came in clutch already. Um, but like, so I can kind of skim through that cause it's like, I have it like literally engraved into my brain. Like if you look at like the folds, like you just see like epidermal growth factor pathway like stuff like that yeah because it's just ridiculous um anyways so it's like nice to have that background but also it's like still so much reading um and it's also at 8 a.m so that one's not oh geez yeah but honestly it's kind of a cool class so far (laughs) it wasn't at 8 a.m i would recommend it um and then she also made me take epidemiology well she didn't make me but it was a better option than like the history of like geology or something (laughs) i don't know (laughs) Oh, I guess I can't hate on that because you're. Don't you do a lot of research in dirt? Or yeah, dirt? I 
I'm in a I'm in a I'm in a soil science lab. They so I I did a couple we went in like to West Virginia and collected samples mm-hmm. and we stayed we were like going back and we were like stayed a night in Ohio and I was like so what's the difference between like dirt and soil? And then they're like and this is why soil scientists don't like people like you. And I'm just like, what? That's so mean. <laughs> it was a joke, but it was, like, yeah, it was just funny. They hate, like, I just, I just bring this up because, because you said dirt. They, like, that is, like, the, the biggest curse word in soil science. Oh, oops, like, sorry. No, sorry. it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I, won't, I won't say it again. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not a soil scientist. <laughs> I mean, I'm in a soil science lab, but I wouldn't say I'm a soil scientist. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm just like, I want to learn more, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll keep, I'll, I'll pester the grad students. I'll be like, give me papers. And they'll be like, <laughs> okay. And then just never give me papers. Yeah. So I just like, I just like do, like, I'm at the point now, like from my other labs where like, I feel comfortable like reading a protocol and just doing it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't really matter what kind of research mm-hmm. it is. So like, that's what I do for them at this point. Yeah. But, like, How many other labs do you work at? I'm in. I'm in two others. Oh, so I'm in three. Which is Why like so many. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kind of a psycho. I don't like. Ooh, I'm. I'm also crazy. bad at like. I just don't like to like close doors if mm-hmm. I don't have to. Mm-hmm. So like, my first lab I got sophomore year, mm-hmm. and then like going into junior year i kind of realized that like there are days i don't do you do like in vitro stuff with like cells no not really okay. but i probably know what you're talking but about. yeah you you understand that like with cells like it, they take like mm-hmm. multiple days to grow up mm-hmm. and like you know you have these off days where you're like oh you don't need me at lab it's like okay well then i do my homework and then i have like all this free time that i could be watching like movies or something mm-hmm. but i'm like no, let's, like, do more research. So I got a second lab job. Yeah. And then both of those are for credit. Like, they mm-hmm. don't pay me. And I was like, so get paid this summer? Mm-hmm. And they're like, no. Oh, uh. <laughs> so then the, one of my friends, like, was like, yeah, dude, you should check out this soil micro lab. Like, they still do, like, microbial, like, so it sounds up your alley. Mm-hmm. And I think they'd be able to, like, take you on for the summer. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, let's go. So I, like, emailed the professor. And I'm like, listen, like. Just trying to get, like, a full-time job, mm-hmm. like, also do research, which is really lit. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, we can we can hook you up. So then I ended up bumping into this awesome lab with, like, six... My other two labs don't have grad students, mm-hmm. so there's, like, six grad students yeah. in it. Like, That's nice, yeah. So many undergrads, like, there are a lot of, like, sophomores, freshmen, undergrads in there. And, like, I was the same way, too, but they're always, like they're like intimidated by the grad students and like i'm just like i don't know i'm we're basically going to be grad students soon so i'm just like i just feel like i'm basically one of them so Mm -hmm. it's like i just like chop it up with them and it's like it's just a really fun time yeah that's exactly how it is in my lab too because it's like i don't i don't know the undergrads at all like i think the first time i'm gonna be talking to one of the undergrads is like this week because he's gonna teach me how to western block like i i just don't see them ever i don't talk to them yeah but it's like the grad the well there's one graduate student in our lab and then like a postdoc and like we're always communicating always talking and stuff so it's like it's a lot different, especially when you've been there for so long and they're, you know, a lot of grad or undergrads are constantly rotating in and out. Um, but it's like nice because it's like, well, I've always been with them. So I'm just going to chat with them. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I totally get that. No, labs love you too. How long have you been in your lab for? 
I've shot for two years. Yeah, labs love when you, like, stay like that. Yeah. Because then you can build that bond and, like... I feel like the classic stigma is like, yeah, undergrads like stay for a semester mm-hmm. and then they decide they don't like it and then they leave and yeah. it's like, <laughs> me and you just aren't like that. No. And like once you've like passed that like stigma, they're mm-hmm. like, okay, they actually want to like learn about this stuff mm-hmm. and then they're like, yeah, well, like chill with you. Yeah. You know? And for me, it's like another big thing was like, I have to get papers. So the longer you stay at a lab, at least in my realm of research is you get more papers. Yeah. You get assigned to bigger projects and stuff. Like right now, right. I have my own project, which is like, I would not have done that if I had worked there for a semester. I would have been working with two other people. Yeah. So it's very cool to have that independence when you work there long term because it's like, it makes you feel like you're doing something important. <laughs> um, for real, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. That's It's like crazy that it's like, I'm going to be done with them and then like, I'm probably never going to really see them. That I know. Much. I don't, I haven't, I've like barred that out of my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, because like I said, I'm really like bad at closing doors. Yeah. But you're gonna yeah, have to. You're I get, gonna like, end up with 27 uh, jobs. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm gone. I mean, once I graduate, like, mm-hmm. uh, there's no reason for me to keep it. Yeah. You know? So mm-hmm. it's like, and I'm gonna be moving too. So it's yeah. like, were you thinking about moving to? Well, wherever grad school takes. <laughs> yeah. Where did you end up applying to? I applied to ten schools. Wow. Heard back from five. Mm-hmm. So, my five that I heard back from were University of Arizona, Colorado State. UC Denver, University of Iowa, and Baylor College of Medicine. That's awesome. So, I interviewed at University of Arizona, and I interviewed at University of Iowa last weekend, mm-hmm. and then I got Denver this weekend, Damn. and then Baylor in a couple weekends. That's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, and they all fly, flew me out, that's which is nuts. really, really cool. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah. I got denied from all of the schools except for here, so far. I have Syracuse what about, left. What about the other one? You haven't heard back? From, I haven't heard back from Syracuse. Um, I got denied from Michigan today, actually, but it's fine. Yeah, Michigan denied there. me, too. Um, I didn't want to go there, though, so it's not really a big deal. And then I also got denied from Minnesota. Call so. back Minnesota. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Minnesota's colder than Wisconsin. Yeah, but it was, it was there. Yeah, <laughs> Like, yeah. it's near. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very much a homebody. So, and, and I kind of was, at that point, was like, I don't really know if I want to, like, waste all my money if I'm not even sure if I'm going to enter grad school. So I just decided to... Um, kind of stay local with Madison so I applied to four programs at Madison and got interviews and I got into one so far but I got interviews with two so I'm just waiting to hear back on those and then at Madison you get two Madison. different interviews so I okay so oh are they with, like when you multiple to, like, programs that you apply yeah, to um, so I applied to like they made me apply to three actually so like with, with the molecular and cell blanks um, they make you pathologies, you, and pathologies biologies, pharmacology. There's so many. Oh um, I think those like are all five PhD or six. programs. Yeah, all PhD programs. It's like basically the same. It's like kind of, but no. It's just like <laughs> slightly different classes, yeah. maybe. Like, slightly different classes and slightly different, way different pathways you could take. For example, like molecular and cell biology and molecular and cell pharmacology, two different yeah. things because biology is Pharmacology's realm way. of it all. Like you yeah. could study like actin, or you could study like pharmaceuticals which is what i specifically like the program that i interviewed with they study um drug development specifically but pathology doesn't do that but it focuses a little bit more on like the pathways that are in the human body or in animal bodies at least um the biologist kind of just like whatever as long as it's cellular (laughs) you can you can study it so that's like the difference um but yeah i don't know it's it is kind of pretty much the same but 
you got to get really specific when you're going to grad school, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I applied to the biotech program here, which is like a master's program. You can do it while you work. And I thought that'd be a great way to kind of up the ante for me. So, yeah. Yeah. So you want to, you want to go into biotech. Mm-hmm. Can you give me the rundown on that again? I know. So it's, it's like, it's, like, it's a large record. industry, but specifically I want to go into like a, the pharmaceutical side of it. Okay. Um, there's like plenty of sides of it. There's like even like food development, um, like developing minerals shit like that minerals yeah to eat yeah like vitamins like <gasps> whoa vitamin a. i didn't um, even think about that oh gosh there's a company that's in beloit <laughs> i'm trying to think of the name i'm like Isn't that, that's in city of wisconsin right? yeah it's it's in it's like the edge of wisconsin and they have a big like food uh gosh the name is just like blanking on me right now um and it's all there's also a plant in rochester big food company though mm-hmm. they do like a lot of like they manufacture like granola bars like <laughs> vitamins like whatever but like they just do a lot of that stuff but you would do like r&d for them or? no I, I wouldn't even go there <laughs> that's just but, not like, my interest r&d is like your passion yeah no i want to definitely do r&d but not for food <laughs> not for food no not for food um so i'd probably stick with like some more of the medical ones like i've been in cahoots with like places i'm really interested in fujifilm surprisingly they have like this really cool program it's called Fujifilm Cellular Dynamics. Yeah, what is it? Um, it's gene therapy. So they're focusing on like fixing chronic diseases and like cancers, um, blood cancer, not blood cancer, blood stuff, I guess. Um, like CRISPR or something maybe? No, not with CRISPR, just with like genetic. Gene therapy is like a, it can be with CRISPR, but also it, there's different ways to do it. I just, I don't quite know. Or like lentivirus. I've, I've seen, you can do, mm-hmm. you can do stuff with lentivirus. Yeah. And- it's basically more of a specialized medicine to, like, the person, because you can now grow their stem cells in a dish just really fast. Yeah. You just take a sample of their skin just a little bit, and then pop it, and then you're, then you're done. <laughs> People listening to this are probably, like, like outside of science, and, like, you you're growing about? my cells in a dish. Yeah. Well, no, if you if you volunteer to do it, obviously. Yeah. But, like, it is, it is kind of a crazy concept. I it think is, most yeah. people think of like stem cells as coming just from like an unborn fetus. But yeah. It's not like that at all anymore. Not even close. No, it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. When I first learned about uh, immunopluripotent stem cells. Oh, yeah. Stem cells, um, that's what they're called. I call them iPSE because it's just way easier to say that than like a tongue twister. Um, but like, when I first like learned about that stuff was my senior year of high school, and that's like kind of. Like, people were just starting to expand on that. Um, it blew my mind. I was like, you're telling me I could just take my white blood cells right now and just grow, like, a new heart? Like, you can't do that. But um, you can grow, like, heart cells out of, like, me from, like, just, like, this. You know? It's crazy. I didn't even know that. I was I was going to take a stem cell course this semester, but, really. like... I had terrible senioritis, and I'm just like, yeah. I'm just totally copying out the semester. Yeah. Like, See, I tried to do that, but then I ended up being busier. Your friends, your friends just convinced you to take all these classes. No, <laughs> no, because they actually chose the easier classes. But oh, then, then, well, I also am taking Spanish now because um, oh, I need to learn Spanish to so I can like speak to my family members and stuff. But now I finally am taking it so I can learn. Um, and but that class is like so so much work. And then I also have, I'm a really, I also told you I'm very busy. So like, yeah. um, it's not necessarily the class load that's the difficult part. It's like everything else that comes along with it. So it's like I run a club on campus. Um, and then I also am doing a lot of work in my lab right now because I have to finish my project and write a paper by the by the end of the semester. That's, so, what, that's what I'm doing too. Yeah, it's yeah, a so grind. I'm like, hauling ass in yeah. the lab. 
Um, and then I also work a leasing job. <laughs> so it's like, it's kind of a lot. And then I have, I have a dog on top of that. And then, you know, it's just, and it's Scott, you can get busy. Yeah. Know, well, it's such a big response. Scott's not that bad. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> He's a good guy. Yeah, we don't have to worry about him. He'll just come over when he can. So, yeah. yeah but it, it's just like very, very like, oh gosh, this is a lot more than I thought it would be, but that's okay. I like being busy. So. Don't you, do you work out with Scotty? Yeah, we're going to go work out after this, most likely. Oh, really? Yeah. I usually work out with Scott and Lily, so... Oh, um, let's go. We've been getting where's, back into Where's it. Charles? Where's Banks at? I don't know. He doesn't come? No, I think he probably works out early in the day. I don't know what he uh, does. I don't know Charlie's schedule, okay. unfortunately. But, yeah, normally, like, I like to work out with Lily because we're kind of at the same strength, so it works out pretty well for us. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I always, like... I like... Whenever I go with people, I like to be, like, similar weight because then mm-hmm. you don't have to, like take a bunch of stuff like if i went with scott it would just be bad because mm-hmm. like we'd have to move all these plates around yeah like <laughs> yeah well recently i've been like doing like me and scott will go and we'll like share a bench together and it's just a pain in the ass it's just like you have to put on the 45 you know the feeling take yeah. it off you know put on the 15 because it's all i can do and then yeah. take that off every other side it's just kind of a pain in the butt yeah so that's brutal yeah yeah but i do need a spotter sometimes so he he does the job quite well because pretty easy to lift there you 70 go pounds off of me yeah. <laughs> yeah um but yeah it's it's great to get back into shape and stuff like that mm-hmm. what what club are you so running um, did you say you're running yeah club? so i i founded a club oh, my sophomore year that's lit called girl gains um so with a z with an s prefer oh. proper English. Anyways, so basically, it's part of a bigger national branch. I just kind of started the branch here. Just oh, have you ever met Abby? Yeah. Charles is. Yeah, I know Abby. Yeah. Obviously, I know Abby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she runs Embark. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what she did too. Right? Yeah. She started her own like Embark branch mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. we, we kind of collab sometimes oh, on stuff. I'm like, sweet. I'm like, hey, I need advice on this. Like, what do you, what can you do? And she's like, here, do this because she's you know obviously been running that way longer than I have. Has she? Um, I think so. I don't know. I mean, your she, goal, you go back to sophomore year. Well, I st- pretty, no, sorry, I lied. I lied. I meant junior year, not sophomore year. Oh. I forgot. Sorry, sorry. No, I'm kidding. Um, but so I've I always had like a ton of girlfriends always be like, I don't know how you go to the powerhouse. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's so scary down there. Everyone's lifting so heavy. Like all this stuff. I'm like, no, not really. I mean, like, I lift like what, one forty, maybe on a good day. You know? Yeah. Like at that time, I wasn't really like super strong, and I noticed just like a lot of women having a lot of fear and just being confused about weightlifting and um you know gym fear is really really annoying because i had that for a while and like it's just you just get over it eventually but i know for a lot of people it doesn't work that way um so i just started this club to like help women a learn how to weightlift properly with a group of people because like i know in my journey like i did not do so good in the beginning because I just yeah. didn't know what the hell I was doing. So now that I know what I'm doing, I like felt comfortable to like want to help people and help teach people teach people how to lift and just kind of either create like community and like help um, women and others you know feel less shy. Right. Um, and also gain that confidence to go to the gym alone or go with a friend or and do things properly. Because another thing that makes me <laughs> kind of cringe sometimes is 
like if you see someone doing like a really bad squat like for me it's like i'm not like oh that's embarrassing for me it's like oh shit they're gonna hurt themselves yeah, right, so yeah. my main goal is like to prevent that i don't want people to like feel like pain like for example like i just tore my quad a little bit oh, last geez. week how did that feel <laughs> It's not good. <laughs> do your warm-ups. Best feeling <laughs> my, ever. my best tip of the week, do your warm-ups or else you're going to be out for like two or three days. Um, but yeah, I was like hobbling around. Anyways, um, so yeah, I started it just to help girls do that and it kind of has been going pretty well for the past few semesters and uh, we're in our third semester now and I'm getting ready to hand over the crown to someone else. So uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. It's kind of surreal. Like we we've had pretty good traction for the last semester the first semester was kind of rough but yeah um you know it was a really good learning process in general because it's like i had no idea how to run anything so it's cool to like create an organization and create a community and like see girls become friends and like have like a little group of everybody just to like be be people's hype woman yeah no it's pretty cool i like it no that is that is sweet that's a good idea Mm -hmm. i i guess i never personally had that problem because me and my dad Mm-hmm. in high school we we have like a like a workout kind of like a little workout setup in our basement mm-hmm. at home like you know we got like a bench like we have like and then we'll have like a separate bench for like dumbbells mm-hmm. and then we'll have like we got like this really like ratchet squat rack yeah. that like it's not even like a like it's two separate legs that you, mm-hmm. you know, oh, like gosh. I don't even think <laughs> yeah. you just have to like hope they're lined uh. up so yeah <laughs> But, like, it works. And, like, mm-hmm. in high school, he would always, like, show me the lifts he did mm-hmm. when he was, like, he used to be in the Navy, like, lifts he did in the mm-hmm. Navy. And then, like, I came here freshman year, and I was, like, oh, like, <laughs> like all my friends on their floor, like, you're going to go to the gym? Like, what do you even, like, do there? And mm-hmm. I was, like, I lift. And they're, like, like, what do you do? And I'm just, like, well, I just knew from my dad. Yeah. So, was there. but I could tell there was definitely, like, some anxiety there some like nerves and i I, i've just never had that because i I, like went there the first time Mm -hmm. i'll never forget this and i was like wow i like feel in my wheelhouse i just like locked my stuff up (laughs) and just like did what i always did with my dad you know but like i feel like if i if i didn't have my if it wasn't for my dad like i don't know what i would have (laughs) done like Mm -hmm. yeah which is so cool that like you have that because Like, did you ever, you were never once, like, went, like, for your first time, and you're like, I'm kind of nervous? Um, like, in high school, yeah, because I was kind of lifting on and off in high school, and I think, um, uh, I think another big reason as to why it was so confusing is there's so much, like, BS that you see on social media, especially when it comes to women's fitness, they're like, do this to make your butt bigger, like, do this to make your waist look smaller, and it's like, you have to navigate around that. Yeah. So it literally took me like. It's way like, different than with guys. Yeah. Right? So it's like with, you for guys, have, it's just like get big. Yeah. Like, do pull up. Yeah. Big like, okay. <laughs> but, um. Anyways, but like with women's fitness, it's like just so much bullshit. Yeah. So that, like, is, that is. So that's much BS. a whole nother aspect of just like confusion and like you know what deters a lot of people away from the gym, um. And so like I kind of have always just really liked the feeling of weightlifting. I'm, I also can't run that well. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of, I just basically am not made to be an athlete. Um, <laughs> Why do you say that? Why body. do you say that? Um, for, I'm always falling apart. For example, co- torn quad, I jammed my thumb in my sleep last week or two, two weeks ago. It hurt for like a week. Um, 
Okay, I have that's flat, just random. Yeah, Go those on. are just random ones. But I have flat feet, and then I have like 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 there's no arch. There's no like. arch. Yeah, I just grew up with them. I'm literally wearing arches in my shoes right now. I've started wearing like oh the arches because it just helps me. I so didn't know much. that was a thing. Yeah, and then I have a vascular, a really weird like birth defect that is like not like incredibly common. It's called um, pop- popliteal artery entrapment syndrome. So what happens is when I run, my calves kind of close in on my popliteal artery and I don't get blood to my feet. Oh, so I'm not, I'm not really good good with the whole running thing. It's only Um, when you run though. Yeah. Or if I, sometimes if I walk, like like, play basketball, that's running. (laughs) Um, Kind of like consistent. I would say, what if you're just like shooting hoops? Like, you're um, not like, well, first of all, I would never do that. Second of all, um, what would you do? Tennis? I, I played lacrosse. I was a really, I loved lacrosse. That's how I figured that's this out. That's running. That's big running. Yeah, it's big running. Um, and that's how I figured it out. Cause I was oh. like, oh, was I, it just I'll, like numb? Yeah. Well, no, it, it, <laughs> your feet are just ice go, cold. Yeah. My feet go numb. And then also like, there's a big like pressure feeling in your calves. It, it, like imagine like a, a balloon uh, being inserted like in that. your calf and you just blow it up. It really hurts. It's not like. I've, I've gone on runs sometimes in my calves, like, I don't stretch before, mm-hmm. and my calves get, like, super tight, so I don't know if it's similar to that. Mm, like, maybe. in terms of tightness, not in terms of, like, numbing or whatever, I don't mm. know what, what else you go through with that, that sounds it's rough. It's primarily, like, numbing, and then, like, you get the, the, and oh, also, I did get surgery on one leg, because they were like, let's, you know, we have this, like, one that's, like, 75% success rate. Do you want to give it a try? I was like, yeah, I guess. Because the other option was, like, Botox to my calves. And I was like, that sounds scary. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, so I was like, yeah, let's just do the surgery. And so I did it. But along with it came nerve damage because they cut into a few nerves and stuff. So that no. nerve damage just kind of extra flares up sometimes. It's lesser Wait, so now. Wait, so can I squeeze a part of your calf and it just, like, numb. won't? You can't feel can, it at all. I can kind of feel it. I can't That's feel it on so the surface weird. level, but if you push in... Do you like, know, I like, exactly it. where it is? Yeah, I can show That's you. That's so wild. It's, I figured it out, because I found out that when, you're, when your leg goes... Like, when you don't have, like, pain receptors or anything, you don't get um, goosebumps in the area. Oh. So I was, like, looking at my leg. It's, like, from... Hold on, I have to feel it, because I can't... Is that from like, the surgery? Yeah, so this Whoa. is the scar from the surgery. It goes from here to, like, here to here to here you can't feel that or like barely barely it's gotten a lot better since high school um but again it's not perfect so can you run or no even with that i struggle but i can a wee bit it's like better than before like do you get that that like numbness yes so you still do but i found out that if i run really slowly i can like last a lot longer before i get the numbness so that's cool. Okay. So I run at like a five base for like five or ten minutes, and that's when it kicks in, and I'm like, okay, then that's good. I'll do it like once a month just to see what's up. I don't know. <laughs> I can't really do much other than that, but that's why I really like weightlifting is because you don't really get that much. Yeah. You know? You and you still get a good release from that, yeah. too. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know, I kind of like the feeling of being strong. It's like a great, it's a oh, cool feeling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know, I just really like it, so... I'm happy to be doing that instead of anything else. No, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just went in there on the first day and you're like, I'm just going to do this. Oh, no, I was like really, really nervous on my first day. <laughs> but when I was like um, in high school, I bought like a little workout 
PDF from like this like my favorite fitness influencer. She lived in Rochester at the time, and so I like okay. saw her around at the rack, and I was like, oh, she's so cool. Like I can do her <laughs> stuff. So I bought her thing. It was only like ten bucks, so it wasn't that bad. And I kind of just followed that throughout. It was an eight week program, and I followed that, and that kind of just helped me. Um, she had videos on all of her form too, so that was very helpful for me. Oh, wow. um, so like it, it was a good starting um, workout. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, did I probably do some things wrong? Absolutely. <laughs> probably did most of them wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, the, again, the more you do, the more you can feel that connection between your mind and your muscle. I know it's kind of annoying to say because people don't understand what you're saying until you, like, get, like, a year into working out and understand. Yeah, what but, does that mean? So, like, a mind-muscle connection is, like, you can think about how the muscle feels when you're contracting and doing Whoa. something. Like, if you ever thought about it, it's, like when you're doing like a barbell row you're like that doesn't feel right i need to adjust xyz you know i don't think about that oh <laughs> i just go there and do it i think about it because i'm like oh well like if that's wrong i need to move my finger a little bit so i can get like a full even wrong. a finger can change it no not like a finger oh like, i was gonna say holy shit. like I, if i move my hand a little bit like say for example like this in terms of a barbell back row is going to be way different than this right because right. it targets completely different muscles um so it is important to like think kind of what you're doing, but if you're like, you know, not hurting yourself, then I guess it's not really a big deal. <laughs> but for me, it's like, I like to think like that. Cause it's like, okay, I'm doing it right. Um, but yeah, like getting into that and like knowing how I've noticed with that, thinking about what your muscles are yeah. doing and stuff like that, it helps with my form, like a lot, a lot. Um, so yeah, I kind of just like, that's my advice to like a lot of like new girls. I'm like, you know, you're not going to really think about it yet because you can't necessarily know what's right and what's wrong. Um, so I'll tell you what's right and what's wrong in this moment. Like, cause I'm pretty good at judging form and stuff like that yeah. at this point. Um, but like eventually it'll, it'll come into play. And then like you start to, it basically what my goal is, is to get the ball rolling for people Yeah. and that they, you know, stay rolling. Cause I think that's the hardest part, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it's one thing to, it's like, there's like two levels to it. I feel like, like the first level is like just getting over the nerves of going. If you don't know any of the exercises, mm-hmm. cause it, I don't know if I didn't have my dad, like, I feel like it would have been kind of tedious to like find a full like routine to do. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know with my dad, we always did like chest and tries one day, back and bods another, mm-hmm. and then legs and shoulders another. So it was like, mm-hmm. and I knew like we always did like three sets so for like for shoulders for example like we'll do one exercise that'll be three sets mm-hmm. usually like three sets of ten mm-hmm. and then we'll just do two more exercises that are different for three sets and then yeah. like that's the muscle group that's how i usually do it mm-hmm. so like i don't know i just like came in knowing that and it was like that's pretty chill. Yeah. But, like, if you don't know that, like... Mm-hmm. It can be really confusing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then the nerves kick in. And then on top of that, which is another aspect, is just, like, like getting your butt to the gym. Yeah. That, like, the motivation That's a aspect. whole other element that, like, people yeah. struggle with, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I still struggle with that to this day. Like, it's been pretty bad. I mean, not really pretty bad, because, like, this past month for me has been, like, at uber chaotic, you know? Um, but, like... For a while, like, I had a really bad sinus infection in, like, October. It lasted, like, all of October, and then I kind of got better. But then it was just really hard for me to get back into the, 
the you know routine of working out four or five days a week because I was like so weak at that point it was just really embarrassing yeah. for me so I was like oh god like I kind of just like fell out of love with um lifting for a little bit and just yeah. kind of was like in between and it's like kind of a roller coaster it like is. people think it's steady but like it's really not I don't know I've I've never there have been days where I'm like I get out of bed I always go in the morning right mm-hmm. after I wake up and there's days where I'm like I'm just so pumped to get this workout mm-hmm. in. And then there's, like, days where it's, like, okay, like, this is, you know, this has been my routine for years now. Mm-hmm. Like, And then there's days where it's just, like, I'm so tired. I don't want to go. But those are the days you, you just got to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I mean, I'm very much, like, don't overwork yourself. Like, if you're really Yeah, yeah, it depends on how many times you're going. Like, 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 yeah, that's you know? just, like, don't, don't do that to yourself. But, like, if it's, like... I'm not really in the mood for it. Yeah, it's like, that, no, it's like just one of go. those. You know? yeah. It's like, it'll make you feel so much better. It's like, it's, I mean, it's so much harder um, done than said. I said that backwards. <laughs> um, but I, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. For me, I've always just been like, all right, I just gotta go. But, you know, for a while, it's like when you really like don't like it, that's a different thing, yeah. you know? Because like, at that point, I was like, I'd rather do like cardio than like do this. And that's kind of when I like tried running for a little bit it didn't really work out so I'm just gonna like stick to stereotyper and stuff but um yeah I don't know just like it that whole like going up and down is something that's been relatively new for me because I was I worked out like religiously pretty much for like two three years straight mm-hmm. um so when I hit that point where I'm like damn like I don't really want to lift anymore like I'm kind of getting sick of doing this it, it was just like whoa like what do I do now like, yeah really it's much. so weird and you, you question like like why that came mm-hmm. like why after two years it finally was like you were just like no well, I don't want to do this yeah I think it's just because like I, my strength was like really dwindling it's just like hard to see yourself because like I, like because you kind of was peaking I was, yeah and just like I kind of like peaked with the weights in the summer like I was yeah. lifting like deadlifting like two on 205. Um, you don't really... you know, really like doing good. And then I hit this sinus infection and went downhill. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm down to like 115 on squats now when I was doing like 165 beforehand. Yeah. So it's like, it's a little disappointing. Um, but now I'm kind of in this phase of my life where it's like, I don't have to lift like a bajillion pounds. Like, yeah. yeah. It's cool. But like, I'd rather just maintain my health and stuff right. like that. So I'm kind of just in that phase where it's like, I'll go like three days a week and then I'll do like a cardio day and a mobility day. Cause like, I'm kind of looking towards my future now. I'm like, I'm going to be a real stiff old lady by the time I'm like 50. <laughs> Cause you know, it's just going to be difficult. So I'm like, I need to take care of myself and try to preserve myself, maybe even make myself a little bit stronger in the joints and in the tendons. So I can at least not be like dying. Yeah. <laughs> So that's kind of like my main goal at this point. No, yeah, that's cool. I I guess I've never really had... I know some people are a little more like fired up about the gym than others. Mm-hmm. I guess my... The way I always looked at it was just like... Like, yeah, like it's nice to be strong and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I guess like I, I... I guess I never really cared about like the numbers that much. Like mm-hmm. if I go in... Except for bench. Like yeah. it is fun to max and mm-hmm. like get yeah. like extra five pounds you're like yes yeah, but, like, otherwise yeah. it's like i don't know it, like for let's say i'm doing like incline bench and like one day i do like dumbbells i'm doing like i don't know like 45s and then the next day i go in maybe i took like a week off or something and then mm-hmm. I, it's like oh i only do 35s like i don't really care just the fact that i'm in there like mm-hmm. doing the sets i i'm just like 
that's all that matters to me because mm-hmm. I you know I'm doing something for myself yeah you know? that's and, what and really it's matters. nice to move too yeah like um I had to take a month off not like intentionally but like I had to pipe burst in my apartment so like my apartment was flooded so I had to Ooh, take care of that that's and then awesome. I went to Europe for two weeks with Scott and his um mother and that's sibling. right that's so right. like there was no gyms there so it's like when you don't move like I was like oh gosh I'm like really creakety <laughs> like I, it doesn't Creaky. feel good but it's like you don't realize it. you're like a door yeah like I get like creak, creaky like my bones and my arms and my back hurt I'm a terrible posture so it's just like for me it's like I like to move because it also makes me less sore and less like I don't know like I don't know how to explain it but it's like you just kind of feel like like that's all I can say is that you could just feel more creaky in my opinion (laughs) if you don't if you don't yeah I Mm -hmm. I, I don't know about you but like if I go like a few days without lifting or like doing any physical activity I, I think my body's so acclimated to doing something, mm-hmm. like, almost every day that, like, I'll start getting, like, kind of, like, jittery. I'm just, like... Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I, like, I find that I, like, can't focus on my homework as long as I normally could if I, if I like, hit the gym in mm-hmm. the morning. And I'll, like, find myself, like, doing work for 20 minutes. Then, like, I just, like, can't focus on it. But mm-hmm. then I'll, like, if I did the gym that morning, I could probably focus on it for, like, over an hour uninterrupted with, mm-hmm. like, no problem. And it'd be, mm-hmm. like, super productive, so. Yeah. It's very it's uh, very interesting in that way. I don't really get that because I'm always, like, just bouncing off the walls in my head. So yeah. It's, like, it's never, like, I, I mean, I wish I could focus for 20 minutes or more without a, 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 an interruption, but that would be... I mean, 20, I, you can't go 20 minutes. No, I can't go 20 that minutes. That sucks. Yeah. That no. really sucks. Like, it, like, it's just that, that's why I was saying, like, I, like, I, you know, I was telling, like, we had so much reading earlier on. It's like, yeah. I can't sit through that. Like, right. I physically can't sit through that. I'm just like my, like, if you've noticed, like, I'm just like looking at everything. It's just cause like my, <laughs> like, it's just how I am. Like, yeah. it's like, there's always something going on that I'm going to get distracted by. That's like, so unfortunate me... in a school setting, though. Because yeah. you're at such a disadvantage. Yeah, like. yeah. And I think that's been a really big issue for me my whole life. Yeah. Um, was being at a disadvantage in terms of schooling. Until I got diagnosed, which was my sophomore year of high school. So that's very late, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think it's been such an impacting factor on my life to not be able to... Um, like, I didn't have accommodations until I got to college. Because, like, I just didn't know. Like, it was too difficult to go through the high school and, like, do the accommodations and shit. Like, so I kind of just felt like I was always, like, dumb, you know? Like, people don't really, like, like, uh, like if you say, like, you have ADHD, it's like, oh, like, that makes sense. But it's like, I feel like there's, like, a stigma where you kind of just are looked at, like, a little bit stupider. <laughs> maybe it's because we're just like bouncing off the walls i, I don't know yeah. if it's just me but it's like when i like learned i had adhd so i was like oh i'm not like so stupid it's just like i just literally can't focus yeah like, I, just, I just that the first thing that pops into my mind is that like they just like can't concentrate mm-hmm. for but that's like a time. big big part of school is yeah. being able to concentrate and doing that stuff but it's like you can't and it, it manifests in so many forms of oh, your life. Oh, sure. It's yeah. just like, damn, I just feel dumb, you know? And it, I still feel dumb right now. And it's like, you know, it's just the way that the school system is. Um, and, and for the longest time, I wanted to become a professor so I could, like, tailor a class to make it fair for 
um, everybody instead of just, like, the select people who can That's a co- really good idea. Because, like, I, I find, like, project-based stuff is, like, way more fair. Yeah. Like, and, and it would be a lot more applicable to a lot of these classes, but people don't do that. So, like, when are we going to take a test ever? You know, like, it, like, what? Just to me, I just think that's just not logical to base your whole entire grade off of memorizing questions. I, I completely Or memorizing agree. facts. I think the academic system is flawed in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. honestly. And, but it, it impacts people who can't fit into it so much. Yeah, it does. Um, like, I was, like, surprised I even got, like, interviews or, like, any traction from any graduate program because I was, like, you're going to take me? Like, I have, like, a 3.2, you know? Like, granted, that's a lot better than, you know, a zero, but it's, like, still, it's there's so much prestige with academia yeah. and higher universities in general. It's just kind of difficult. Yeah. Grad, grad school's not, which is nice. It's not, like, as... It's not as, like... It's hard nosed as a med mm-hmm. school where but, you like need the four O. Yeah, it's just like, and that, I, I was originally like interested in medicine. Like overall, it wasn't. I didn't. Yeah, and that's so stupid because, because it's like not even possible. At for this you. point, it's like, just scam. <laughs> it's just a scam yeah, at this point. It's, it really it's, is. Like literally, I've had friends tell me about the application cycle. I'm like, why are you doing that? Like, like it's just not worth it. You you know, like no matter how hard you tried, like you would not. I wouldn't get in. No, I wouldn't. But it, you know. Because to get an A for you is so much more difficult than it is to get an A for me. And that that's just facts. Like, mm-hmm. that, that is, that is, that's just like we talked about, like, how the yeah. education system is set mm-hmm. up. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't see you as, like, any, like, less intelligent, but, like. But it's just I'm not in the I can, format. I can just focus for longer periods of time than you, mm-hmm. and therefore that gives me an advantage in yeah. school. Like, that's mm-hmm. just how it is, you know. And even like, then, like, <laughs> I, I still need, like, like, I, not, depending on the class. I, I need a lot of time. Right. I mean, um, like, that makes for example, sense. Like, physics, yeah. like, I spent, like, 99% of my energy when I was in physics to physics, and I got a BC in both semesters, but I was working my ass off in that yeah. class. Like, I had a tutor. I went to all the office hours that I could. I went to private office hours with my, you know, professor, or my TA, sorry, not my professor, um, and it just, it I couldn't do it, you know? And it's like, meanwhile, my friends are like, oh, I spent 20 minutes studying and I got an A. I'm like, oh, fuck you. (laughs) Like, you know, it's just like, you know, I'm okay with it at this point. It's like, I know once I get out of the educational system, it's like, I'll feel eventually better about myself one day. Right. (laughs) I I think, I think you'd be, I think grad school is like a lot more tailored to, I don't know. It's It's more tailored. I I think it's more tailored to just be like, yeah, like anyone can do Mm -hmm. it type thing, you know? Yeah. it is, I think when it comes to reading papers, like, obviously, mm-hmm. I, I think I also have the advantage there, just because yeah. I can read, I can spend two hours looking at a paper. And understand it well. But yeah. Whereas I just for you, it might just time. be, like, off and on, you know. Yeah, yeah. For me, I need a lot more time to, you know, really comprehend reading, but that's just because I really struggle to read in general, so. Yeah. Um, it's whatever, you know, if I take more time, at least I'm, you know, putting effort into it. I like to say I'm a really hard worker, so that's my that's my super con or super pro is that I'm a very hard worker for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what? So if you were to like design this class, would you make it pretty much project based? Like, would there be any other implements you'd make? Like maybe, maybe like, to the school system in general to like make it more tailored. To the... Obviously, like as a professor, you can't really do that much, but I'd make yeah. sure that. Um, 
you know, in terms of projects and stuff, like depending on what, I obviously probably be teaching something in the medical-ish area, medical research or like molecular research. Um, say for example, I'm teaching like a course on cardiovascular electrophysiology. Yeah. I'm going to base it off of like probably like homework assignments, maybe analysis of papers, project stuff, you know, like design like a small project or procedure to diagnose like this to this or something. I don't know. Like I would make sure that it encapsulates like a lot of realms, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. do testing because I just don't think that that's necessary. Maybe a quiz or two. Yeah. But like it could be open notes. But like, again, just like making sure that you have like a lot of maybe different types of you know, evaluations would probably be the best way to go because mm-hmm. that way it kind of evens the playing field for everybody. Because some people may be bad at projects, but they're great at presentations. You know, why not make it all evenly weighted? Right. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Like, I guess after you work out, does does like anything change in your mind? Like, does does your mind feel like more at ease than it did like before you worked out? No, I'm just like... Not like, at all. I'm, yeah, I'm just like, oh. Is there anything you can do that, like, would just, like, totally numb your mind? Because I know for me, like, working on and running, that is me. Like, I'll finish a run, the, and you probably hate me for this, but I'll finish a run, and it'll be, like, it'll be, like, a wave of just, like, nothing in my mind. And to me, like, you're, like, you're probably, like, what does that feel like? <laughs> I have a good example. Sorry, this is just speaking of nothing on the mind. Um, so... Me and Scott were at a science museum in Barcelona, um, and there was, like, this, like, mind, like, control, like, it was, like, a ball and in a tube, and then you have, like, two little, like, things that, like, measure, like, the alpha waves in your brain, and me and, you're supposed to compete with the person across from you to, like, make sure that you don't think about anything and just kind of, like, calm yourself, and that would, like, get the ball rolling. Towards and, you? Yeah, like, no, towards the other person. So, like, oh, okay. once it crosses... It's like tug-of-war. So, like, once it crosses so whatever, a certain line, you lose. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, And so me and Scott did it. And he literally... He just beat me within 30 seconds. I was, like, trying so hard not to think about nothing. I'm like, think about nothing. I'm like, whoa, look at that, look at that. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. By the time I had, like, actually maybe cleared my mind just a little bit, it all the way over by me. Yeah. So, um. Anyways, it, it... I'm, like, trying to think... But, like, I, I truly have to just be exhausted Yeah. in order to, like, not think about anything. That really sucks. Yeah. Do you ever just get overwhelmed? Like, you just, like, always thinking about stuff? Yeah, I do yeah. get overwhelmed. I, I, I have, like, especially if I'm, like, thinking about a lot and then, like, you know, say for, like, I, again, with the, you know, if I'm in a crazy environment or if, you know, someone tickles me or touches me the wrong way, I'm like, ah! And then I yeah. just kind of, like, freak out a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I do get overwhelmed, but also I'm kind of, like, at this point I've been in therapy for, like, a really long time. Like, a really, really long time. So it's, like, I have mechanisms to, like, just cope with it and just kind of, like, you know. So it's pretty good, but... Um, I'm kind of used to it at this point. I mean, I've yeah. been living like this for, what, 22 years now? So, nothing new. You kind of know yourself, right? I yeah. Mean. Yeah. So, it's like, I know, like, if, if, for example, I get overwhelmed, I just need to take a few seconds away, go to a quiet area. Yeah. You know, take a few breathers, calm down, go back in. You're fine. So, yeah. It's really easy once you've, you know, done the thinking and done the experimenting with trying to figure out ways that are going to help you be calmer. But... Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I'm still 
equally as jittery as I was before. I just know how to like handle it. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely don't have ADHD, and I don't even know what it feels like. But I think the closest I've ever got is like. Have you ever like hosted something like just you for like, ten or fifteen people? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I always, my mind will be like running way too fast because I'm always like, like for example, I, I do these spike ball tournaments every summer mm-hmm. for like just kids from Oshkosh and. Like, like just people, like, people, like, a few years older than me, people my age, people a few years younger than me, and, like, I'll just, like, hit them up and be like, yo, like, let's, let's do a spike ball tournament, like, you join, and then mm-hmm. we'll have some, we'll, we'll, like, all pitch in a little money, and then the winners will, like, take home a prize, mm-hmm. you know, just totally, like, set it up, and, but there's, like, so many things that go into it, like, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta invite everyone, you gotta make sure that everyone who said they're coming a week in advance is actually coming, got to draw the bracket then you got to like set up all the spike ball nets you got to like you know make the bracket just all these things that go into it and then people start showing up and everyone's like hey hey, hey and you want to talk to them but at the same time like you have to manage this tournament and your mind's just like all over the place and like mm-hmm. people are like jeremy jeremy and i'm just like oh my god like <laughs> or like even like hosting like i i've i've hosted here a couple times yeah. and like you just want, I don't know, I'm just the type of person that I, like, I, I just really want to make sure that everyone's, like, having a good time, and, mm-hmm. like, especially if I feel, like, the people are, like, lonely, or, like, look, mm-hmm. like, they're not really talking to anyone, I'm, like, you know, I'm really trying to, like, make get that, yeah, yeah, it. right, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, I don't know, my mind just goes, like, a mile a minute, but I know some people get that, like, like, that way with, like, traveling, too. I honestly, like, do you in get both that situations, at all with just, no, I like, I'm, but that's because like, as a, at a young age, I was like traveling quite frequently. Okay. I actually travel like less now than I did as a kid, which is like kind of sad. But um, since like I kind of grew up in like a, you know, being okay with traveling, maybe taking like two or three flights a year, um, it's just not stressful for me anymore. Unless well, unless there's good. a delay, I get really stressed during delays because I'm like, well, I can't just like sit here. Like, what if the plane gets canceled? I've never had a plane cancellation, so I'm like, well... What do you do? Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, I don't even know what to do in that what situation. Do, okay, so I, I interviewed at Iowa last weekend, mm-hmm. and my connection was in Chicago, and then mm-hmm. Chicago to Madison was supposed to be at 7, and the guy, yeah. like, came on the loudspeaker and was like, we're gonna be delayed till 9 p.m. Oh. Like, what would you... What Like, what are some things that you do? In, like, um, those, when in those situations, I'm kind of... Like, do you read a book? Like, what do you, well, know, what do, you do? Um, well, I you actually, just said reading's tough for you. So I don't know I actually, be proud of me, though. I did, of course, the only thing I can read is, like, the trashiest of all trash in terms of books. It's Colleen Hoover. I read a freaking Colleen Hoover book. I don't even like, know what that is. Basically, like, fanfic, if, like, you know what that is. It's just, like, no. writing, like, like like a love romance novel. I like, love, like, really trashy cringy, things. Though? Like, cringy, Like, yeah. I was like, ugh, this is terrible, but yeah. I'm gonna keep reading. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I read one of those in, like, two weeks, which was, like, astounding for me. Yeah. Yet Scott gives me, like, a hundred-page book called, um, The Alchemist, which is apparently a really good book. Yeah. And I believe that it's a good book. I'm, like, three pages in, I can't. I, I have not touched it since, and I feel really oh bad. Because I'm like, I bet it's such a good book, but it's, it's so hard to read. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, um, 
normally I'll like do that or I'll play solitaire. I'm a big fan of solitaire. <laughs> if I'm with someone, um, like last time when me and Scott were delayed at the airport um, on the way to like London, um, we played cribbage. We learned to play cribbage. That was fun. Um, but I'll like go walk around. Like I'll keep myself entertained. Yeah. But also like I do freak out internally a little bit. So I'm like, oh my god. I'm not thinking about like how late I'm gonna be. I'm thinking about. What if it gets canceled? What if it gets canceled? Oh my god, the weather's in like bad. Like the, we're gonna crash, you know. Like yeah. it's like stuff like that, you know. So it's a little different, I guess. But that's just like it's nothing like that. I'm not used to. Huh. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. How How was that trip? It was really fun. It was super fun. Um, you went to busy. London. London, or? and then we went to Madrid, and then Barcelona. Holy! So it was super that's cool because it's like. Um, it was very fun traveling with like Scott because we've been to like Utah together and we both traveled very well together. So it was like, oh, it's kind of like a big test for us. Like, <laughs> what's going to happen? This is a yeah. big city, you know, new food, new places. Like what's going to happen? And so we, we did great. Yeah. You know, not a single, not even bickering except for one time. Cause <laughs> well, here's a new thing. I developed a phobia of flying over this trip because oh, we were, no. we were flying from London to Madrid on this plane called on this like um spanish line called like iberia it's it's a probably a good airline i mean they were they were pretty good but in this instance we kind of hit some turbulence yeah (laughs) i'm major spooked by turbulence you don't Um, i hate the feeling of free falling like um i hate roller coasters no i'd never (laughs) skydive um and so like just like like even like the scariest roller coaster I've ridden is the Mount Everest one at Disney World, and that Ooh, one. Oh, that like, one is a pretty big. I started drop, crying though, from what I remember. I started crying on it because I hated it so much. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so we 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 had like it was it wasn't even like that bad of turbulence. It wasn't like twenty minutes of the plane shaking. It was like two really big drops. And <laughs> it was free fall. That freaked me the fuck out. I had a full-blown panic attack. I was like, <sighs> and he was like trying to calm me down. I'm like, shut up. And then this person throwing up behind us. Oh, I have a fear of throwing up too. No. So just completely just elevated dust. the situation for me. <laughs> Could you smell like this? No, no, I couldn't oh, smell anything. But I was terrible. like, holy fuck. Like, Can you hear? Like, yeah, that's what, that's oh. the part that gets me the most is like so hearing gross. it too. I've never, I've never seen someone throw up on a plane oh i know that's my yeah. first time too hearing like anyone do that and i'm like oh my god and like i couldn't do it and then just the rest of the flights that we took i was a mess i, I had um his mom had to give me benadryl for both of them and i was like sitting there on like we were when we were flying back we flew um into amsterdam from barcelona and i was like sitting on the plane literally like shaking like i and i'm not the type of person to like freak out like it didn't that even bad. take off no, like, we were just having, like, a little bit of turbulence. Oh, is there in the turbulence? Um, but this is not the one you were just describing. No, this, this is was, a like, a completely one. different flight, but it still carried on through the rest of the flights. Because I, like, just was, I don't know, it was like, just so Like, more than you bad. remember when you were a kid? Yeah, like, like I, I've never been scared of flying. Never. Yeah. But it was just something about that. I think it was just because it was, like, the worst free fall was I it felt pretty on bad? A, It was, like, it was about, like, three seconds of just, like, Jeez. Which is like kind of a lot. Yeah, I've never had that it. much. Yeah, and it's like normally it's like a quick like whoa, you know, like oh okay, or the plane shaking. It's like oh okay, but it was like whoa, <laughs> it was like holy shit, like I've never <laughs> felt that. That was really scary. Yeah. Um. So like it, like it, it just not not my favorite. So yeah, now I'm like well shit. I'm I've just been developing like so many new phobias recently. It's just like, ugh, it's kind of tiring. Yeah, I. 
So yeah, I I I went to Iowa this weekend, mm-hmm. and I don't know why the Madison the flights out of Madison always board at like six thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. So AKA I gotta wake up at like, well yeah the gate opens at like five fifty, mm-hmm. so I gotta wake up at like four, and mm-hmm. it's just like oh my gosh, yeah, because like, you gotta go through security. So I yeah I didn't eat breakfast, and I was like. oh. We're just gonna get on this plane and it's gonna be I'll just go to bed mm-hmm. but like I think something with that like it made me really nauseous because my body's like why are you up and you have nothing in your stomach mm-hmm. and I got like very close to throwing up oh no so I like I got back to Chicago like mm-hmm. I was I was still just kind of like kind of just very motion sick mm-hmm. I got a little food and then I, f- I still felt a little off and then like people have told me about Dramamine before but I've never like tried it mm-hmm. that stuff is game changing mm-hmm. have you had that before yeah no, or do you I know what it is it. yeah it's like anti-nausea stuff right? yeah it's like but it like sickness. it like puts you to sleep yeah. too and I was, it feels so good I'm yeah. Just like, yeah especially yeah. when you're like i don't know i usually just try to sleep on planes mm-hmm. if i can yeah. like so i'm just like i take one of those a i know like no motion sickness so yeah. then b i'm just like cashed out are it's you prone just... to like motion sickness stuff or no yeah i'm really like car sickness is like oh, i've always had yeah, troubles too, with that yeah. someone gave me the cheat code for that though what is it shout out matt jorgensen he he told me that like i, I guess like it, it usually it only happens to me when i'm in the back seat yeah but like he he said that it's best if you're in the middle seat because you can stare out like through the, the windshield horizon. but yeah even if you're even if you're on the side seat like mm-hmm. not even the horizon just like staring at the road in front like where the driver would look when he's driving or like even yeah just like out into the front window Mm. because when you look out the side window it's i think it's just something yeah your mind doesn't like because everything's going so fast like Mm. and i've tried that and that that works pretty well that is pretty smart but like how do you like look around like this yeah you gotta like (laughs) you have to really bend over (laughs) let me see i don't know what i do is i just blast the air like aggressively like cold air yeah that, yeah that one's a good a one. lot of it yeah it's usually induced for me when it, when the car just gets too hot and mm-hmm. i'm like mom turn the heat down that's always Come what on. it is that's it's the killer it's yeah. it'll it's what'll get you at the and end. i'm always usually in the third row at that point and mm-hmm. then there's just no escape i'm just yeah. like oh yeah i never actually puke but i just like i feel terrible you feel really but, bad yeah yeah no that's it i hate that feeling it's like not just the if i could get rid of anything in like in oh, terms of 100%. pain, I would be nausea. I hate nausea. Yeah, I don't. I'd, I'd rather like stub my toe than have to go through like thirty minutes of nausea. Mm-hmm. Honestly, me too. Like, yeah, because pain you can kind of you're just like oh my god, but then it like eventually like subsides. You know, mm-hmm. but Whereas, it's like nausea's kind of like a whole it, body it's like, thing in a sense. It's always like lingering too. Yeah. Like it doesn't just like it's not like a headache where like before you know it just like goes away mm-hmm. or pain. Mm-hmm. It's like it's always just like there. I feel like when it gets really bad, too, it's, like, a whole body thing. At least yeah. for me. I don't know about you, but, like, for me, it's just, like, it's also, like, a feedback loop since I'm scared of puking. I, I'm <laughs> also like, scared of nauseous, so I get nauseous. I'm like, oh, no, and then I get more nauseous because yeah. I'm anxious. It's like, oh, my God. It's just... That's like, why I hate getting hungover. It's just terrible. I always get nauseous for hangovers, and it's just, like, the absolute worst. I just, like, um... I don't really get nauseous. I get really big headaches. Oh, and just I'd rather fatigue. get headaches. You can just pop pills then. Yeah. I guess for, no- like, I guess, like, painkillers can help with nausea, too. Uh, it's I best feel like just not to, as like, much. I think in that situation, what I've learned is just to chug, like, a ton of water. For headaches? 
No, for nausea. But that's the thing. You can't. You can't because you're not, like, I always lose my appetite when I get nauseous. Oh, well, I lose my appetite too, but I always just end up chugging a ton of water. (gasps) And then it just kind of, like, makes you feel better. There was one time. um, It was... it was a couple of years ago for the Axe game against Minnesota, mm-hmm. the football game. It was yeah. in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And you know Alex, right? Yeah. Yeah. We He invited me out there. His cousins live out there, and we, mm-hmm. like, slept over. We played indoor beer die the night before the game. And they play these weird rules where, like, I, I think if you, like, miss the table, you have to drink, like, a little of your drink. Really? And, oh. like, for eat like... For each time you drink, like, your your full cup has to be gone in five drinks. So, like, you that's, miss the table five no. times, like, that's a beer. Like That's crazy. It's, it's cra- yeah, that's so intense. I think I had, like, eight or ten beers in, like, probably a little over an hour. So I was just, I was trashed. Trash, I yeah. puked my guts out, woke up, and I, I had the most, no, I, I'm, I'm convinced it was the worst hangover I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And we had to drive, like, over to his, like, cousin's parents' house, and I was in the backseat, and we are all... Like, we were all hauling over, just like, oh, my God, like, this is terrible. And then, like, yeah, they sat us down for breakfast with, like, their family. I don't know any of these family members, mm-hmm. and I'm just, like, I couldn't eat anything. Yeah. And they're, like, you okay? And I'm, like, no. I was, like, Alex, we gotta, whenever I get like that, I just need to go on a walk. So I was, like, we're walking. The game's in, like, two hours at this point. He's, like, dude, you gotta, like, figure this out. Because we're, I'm, like, yeah, no, no. So, like, no took a full bottle of water and I'm like great like we're just gonna walk through the sidewalk like down the street mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna chug this and I know when I chug it I'm just gonna puke my guts out and oh, like, no. <laughs> you're probably like oh not the puke uh-huh. like, no, I, I knew that I knew that I knew that's what had to be done so I was mm-hmm. like alright we're doing it cause after I puke I feel pretty I feel yeah. usually better mm-hmm. so I was like okay we're doing it. I, I like I like pulled a little of it and it, it just like it's so uncomfortable when you're nauseous like mm-hmm. your body just doesn't want to and I was like mm-hmm. I, like, backed out. I'm like, dude, I don't know if I can do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, finally, I look around. We're, like, probably, like, four blocks down from his house at that point. I'm mm-hmm. just like, okay, here we go. And I just, like, chug, chug, chug. And I'm like, there's so much water. Like, probably half that water bottle. Yeah, and then, like, damn, that's a lot. I, I, I obviously have, like, nothing in my stomach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, like... <laughs> I don't know, for Just me... Just everywhere. <laughs> He's like, let's go! Yeah. And then I felt better. Interesting. So for me, terrible. I don't get... When I'm nauseous, I'm thirsty as well. So, like, normally when I'm nauseous, I just drink a ton of water. Really? And then I wish comes. I had that. Yeah, that's just... I don't know if it's just me, but, like, I that's how I work. Like, I want to drink water yeah. when I'm nauseous. I don't know. It's, like, makes me feel better. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not for you. No. I wish there was, like, something that, like, would be good for anti-nausea, but, like, there's really not a lot out there if you think no, about it. No, drama means the only thing. But, like, you're going to get knocked like... out. Yeah, There's, exactly. like, Tums, but that's specifically for anti-acid, re- or yeah. acid reflux. Yeah, that stuff works well for, like, when you have acid buildup, though. I've never had, I've never had, like, a distinct case. Really? Where I, needed I get this thing in, like my throat where it just feels like really gross like mm-hmm. not like puking but just like i get this like i don't know it just feels like acid yeah and then i take it and then it just like goes away i'm like probably is acid then. yeah it's just nah. it's usually after like really gross meals like yeah like a burger yeah yeah exactly what's your favorite like go-to meal here in madison like at a at a particular restaurant no or just, like, like at any food? restaurant like w- when you're like oh like i could i'm hungry like i want to eat this Hmm. I mean, I would say outside of Madison, 
like just straight up like mm-hmm. enchiladas with rice and beans mm-hmm. oh i could crush good, so yeah. many of those like mm-hmm. when they give you that huge platter i'm just like oh there's endless food you yeah. get the chips and salsa too mm-hmm. oh, oh my those, gosh yeah. mm-hmm. but i'd say specifically to madison like oh either uh why can't i think of what it's called like the 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 russian dumplings like oh paul's palmini yeah those palmini is so good Uh, especially because it's so close here Mm -hmm. otherwise otherwise like a conrad's wrap like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh yeah those those are money yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. and i don't get acid reflux from those that's That's good added bonus you Mm -hmm. know yeah for me it's definitely like a reuben from nitty gritty with like some Ooh, cheese curds I big nitty freaking, fan huh? no their, their curds are insane i love their so curds i i'm con- i really want to do this like curds taste test where because like me and scott you like we try to like try new restaurants and like yeah. eat around and stuff and normally if it's like they have the cheese curds we'll give it a try because it's like well we got to find the best ones so i want to do like a cheese curd taste test just Madison. go to all the different places and just and like go. try a few cheese curds move on rate it one to ten you know i <laughs> always wanted awesome. to do that that would be so sick you should you should yeah, i bet scout would definitely be game well that. yeah we're both down for it but it's like oh god we gotta really be on a good like health grind for a while though <laughs> yeah that's that not a good meal to eat <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah have you ever been to the old-fashioned no that's they, the one place i haven't tried they would have a contender for best cheese curds. Okay. Their curds are insane. Because right now, mine are, my top three are, um, I'd go probably Nitty, then yeah, Gray's good. has really good cheese curds, and then I have heard that too. Lucille's, surprisingly, has Ooh. very good cheese curds. I think it's because they make their own ranch, though. Gray's and Lucille's are on the square, too, right? Yeah, they're like oh, literally yeah. right next to they each other. They make homemade ranch. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's here's an insider scoop. I worked at, <laughs> I worked at Gray's for approximately a month um as a food runner and we had to memorize like everything um and they don't the thing about grays that they do slightly different is um they've um use a vodka batter instead of um beer batter cheese curds if that makes sense so it makes it more oh. crispier in in a way and it, it's really good why why does it make it more crispy I don't, I don't know that. the science behind it. It just does. Yeah, you said you don't want to go to food science. Yeah, I don't, I don't care about food science. <laughs> don't ask me. That's such, a, that's such <laughs> an interesting All I know is it tastes field. good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, well, how was that, the Grey's experience? Why did you... Uh, so it was why did you only last a month that's i always like hearing the advice yeah so i mean honestly it was like actually pretty fun like i didn't i didn't hate it but the thing that i felt kind of gypped in a sense because like they were like you're gonna start as like a bartender i'm like okay but they were like have you ever worked in the food industry and i was like no and so i was like a food runner the whole time and they were like oh like you're doing so good maybe we'll move you up to waitressing for a few times and then like oh you're doing so good you're still a food runner though. Cause like, it just kind of sucked. Cause I was like, okay, well like I really wanted to do bartending and I'm here running food and I kind of really hate running food, but like it sucked cause I really liked the people. Like the environment was genuinely a good environment. I just kind of felt gypped. Um, so, and also it was very stressful. Like you're standing on your feet for five hours. You don't know when you're going to get cut. You know, it could be like four hours or seven hours. Like you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't like working late nights either because like first of all I miss like a lot of important things during that time like I missed my friend's graduation um so I kind of felt really bad about that and then also with Huncho I didn't want to leave him alone for like five to seven hours that's pretty bad 
Um, <laughs> is that your dog's name? Yeah. Hancho. <laughs> it's just Hancho. Yeah. Nice. Um, and so, like, I just kind of felt bad. It, it just really stressed me out. And then I was like, overall, like, I'm not really, like, benefiting. And I'm not, like, happy with the state of this job. Yeah. Like, I don't think this is really meant for me. So I just put them at two weeks. And then I went over to the leasing office here. And I've been working there since. That's fair. How how long ago was that? That was the summer. Okay. Um, beginning of the summer, yeah. Because I, I needed a job because I was only working in my lab for credit at the time. Yeah. Because I didn't... I know the feeling. I had to do, like, a credit course. Like, I had to have, like, three credits in the lab. So I was like, okay, switch me over to... Because I you normally work for pay. So I was like, okay, this summer I'm just going to work for um, credits instead. So that's what I did. And then I was like, well, I want an income to, you know, increase my savings and whatnot um so i just worked at the leasing office i really like it it's pretty chill what do you are you a receptionist or what do you do no so i um basically try to sell people apartments at the Whoa. lux and then i also like deal with like well i take care of residents um at the lux as well so like if they have a package i'll deliver it to them if they have like any questions or want to put in a work order they just come to us yeah pretty much like that that's so, cool. Yeah. Do you get discounts then for living there? No. What? That's <laughs> no. bogus. Yeah, but it's a big corporation, so it's like, eh, whatever. I'm a little leasing agent. Why would they give me free housing or discounted housing? Yeah. But I mean, not free, but like... Discounted bucks nice. off. Yeah, like, that'd on, be pretty nice, yeah. Um, but it's good pay either way, so not really... And you get commission. That's another thing. I didn't know that until like a month ago, because we got a switch in management, and then we're like... Jenna, you have, like, so much commission. I was like, what? <laughs> what did, they didn't tell you? No, what? because my old boss, like, didn't do that. Because he was, like, well, to be fair, he shouldn't have even been the boss. He was, like, the only person running the leasing office, and he had two years' experience. Uh-huh. Um, so he was just kind of, like, all over the place. Um, but now that I'm, like, in a new organization, they were looking back at all of the leases we had signed from the previous year, and they just gave all of the commission to me. Because most of it was me. Because I was the only one doing the leasing. That's sick, though. So, yeah. It was pretty nice. Pretty big paycheck. Low-key fat stack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Been able to boost my savings a lot. So, that's For sure. very nice. Yeah, that's that's co- mm-hmm. that's good luck. Yeah. Shout out the, to the change in management. I know. <laughs> yeah. But um, not bonuses. Uh, I don't get discounted rent, so. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't getting it before, so. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you, do you feel like... I know you said you have that, like... You said your networking skills are pretty good. Like, do you think mm-hmm. you learned a lot of those skills from from that job? Um, no. Or did you have them before that? I think I got them a lot from my dad. Because my dad is, like, ultimate, like, networker, super friendly guy. And I kind of noticed he, like, puts on, like, a little bit of a different facade when yeah. he's around, like, his work people. Obviously, as many do. And so I'm like, ooh, like, I gotta, like, look into his way. So it's like, I look, he's, you know, shake your hand, you have a nice firm handshake, that's the number one thing they tell you. Yeah. You know, if you don't know a question, just be honest, but don't, you know, don't, try to, try to answer things as best as you possibly can. Um, you know, just be friendly, try to, you know, create conversation, mm-hmm. um, make sure that you have questions before you go into the conversation about the person. Um, and then, yeah, overall, just change your language to be more appropriate you know just kind of tune yourself to be a good character i guess so that's interesting because i like i feel like i'd be fine like coming up to someone new and like chopping it up with them for a while i think i definitely learned a lot from like this this podcast but like 
I would I think I'd be incredibly uncomfortable like trying to like sell something to someone. Like It's really not that hard to be honest. I mean it's that's so granted cool that it's you're a able lot to different. Because I, I don't think everyone It's like, so much more different than just selling like, like a car. A car. Yeah. For example. Because like you have to like actually like be like, This is great, here's why. But like with the lux, it's kinda like, well, you know, this I mean, apartment. you live there, so you like it. So that probably already helps. I don't like it. Oh, you don't? We're not going to say that. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but, um, you know, it's not, it's great student housing, to be fair. And, you know, I don't really have to convince a lot of students because it's like, if they like it, they like it. And if they right. want to live there, And they probably don't have there. a lot of other yeah. options anyway. Yeah, so I'm just nice. I just tell them. You yeah, know, what, what, they what, what is and like I'm some like, perks hey, of the lux that you like? I really like, like to like to they have like a gym say. there. I really like that gym. That's cool. It's great actually. for quick workouts. I hate um, going to the Nick when it's packed. Yeah, yeah. When it's like super packed or like if I don't have time, it's really nice to just pop in there and do a quick workout. Yeah. Um, I really like the rooftop pool in the summer. That's fun when it's open. Um, but even then, the rooftop is very fun. Like, there's a fireplace on there. You can just sit there and have fun, you know. I feel like you can meet some people up there, too. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's overall just, like, it's great, you know, like, in terms of, like, student housing and stuff. It's pretty good student housing. But would I live there next year? No. <laughs> I've had a lot of experiences there that make me want to leave yeah. or at least move off of the first floor. Like the like the um, burst pipe? That, that was, like, deluxe? one of them. Um, That's the, one of them? One That's of a them. big deal. Like, yeah, well, like, for example... Did all your stuff get wet? Yeah, uh, not all my stuff. Um, so what happened was it was the pipe burst was on the fir- third floor. It was a sprinkler pipe that broke. Mm-hmm. And then um, it all, like, the police had... No, the firemen had to, um, like, drain the sprinkler system, obviously. And that just caused all the other floors to flood below. Mm-hmm. And since I'm on the first floor, it just kind of all went on right. us and damaged yeah. everything but it was a delayed reaction and guess who was the only one here at the time the pipers happened me so i saw that it was happening um i saw that it was flooding the office so i ran into my room or my apartment i see that everything's flooded so i had enough time to move everything out of the way before it got damaged and i knew which areas it was getting flooded in because it was like at that moment it was like my closets both of them and then um, the bathroom, which, you know, not a lot to move. You just move, like, a bath mat. Yeah. Um, and then, like, my kitchen. So you just unplug everything. That's so... Uh, so, that luckily, I didn't sucks. lose anything. But it was really annoying to live in a hotel for a week and a half. Yeah. And be, it felt like I was, like... I hated that feeling. Like, I was, like, in a hotel for a week. And then I was spending time with Scott at Scott's place for a few days. Um, but it's just like, I hate that feeling. Like, it's just like, oh God, that's the worst. Yeah. And every time I walked in there, it was just like a headache. Cause it was like, this doesn't feel like my home. You know, I've been living here for like a year. It's like, damn, everything's right. damaged, you know? But, um, yeah, that was just one of them. Another one is, um, I almost had a break in. What? Yeah. Um, so what happened was there was a whole, like, okay. So if you look at my apartment, there's two doors. There's the back door, which leads to a patio, which mm-hmm. is fenced in. Um, and then there's the front door. So, um, in the patio though, for a while, there was a, a, like a fence post that was missing, which you're, you know, most people are big enough to slip in and slip out. Like it's, it was big enough for you to go in and go out. Like I used it all the time to let Huncho out. Cause like there was like a big grass area behind. Anyways, um, it all started cause like the, it was really weird. I I complained about it cause like it happened literally two days before this girl just walked into the back of my patio. I was like doing homework cause it was like midterm time. So I was like just doing homework and stuff. 
and she like knocked on my patio door. She went through the hole in my fence and knocked on my patio door and asked where domain was. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, it's like 9 p.m. So I was like, okay, Jeez. people, like, I was like, I, I, you know, I, at, at the point I was still working there. I'm, 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 it was like ridiculous. I was like, this needs to be fixed now. Like, at least put something to cover this up. Yeah. Then, um, it was like early Saturday morning. Um, Scott was like sleeping over and stuff. And we just hear this banging on my window. And it was like this belligerent drunk guy trying to like open up my door and like, he was like banging on my window, like just like flailing, I guess all over. I don't really know what he was doing because we had our blinds closed. Yeah. Um, but he was like freaking the fuck out on my patio. Like it was really scary. He tried to like break into like my apartment and then also was like jiggling the doors on the on my neighboring apartments. But luckily both of them were not there for some reason. Oh so yeah, and then that happened. But then it still took them several days to replace the fence post. And then also another one, another thing on top of it was both of my curtain like. So you have, like, ceiling blinds, right? Mm-hmm. They managed to, like, fall off of the, like, I don't know how to explain it. So I basically had no ceiling blind for about half a year because they just, like, didn't fix it. Yeah. So there was, like, a lot of just, it was just messy. That's Very messy. Yeah, I've kind of looked at, like, all my places I've lived in, like, have had, like, if I'll submit a maintenance request, like, within, like, Sometimes it's less than 24 hours. They're, like, there, and they, like, fix it, yeah. which is really nice. Yeah, and that is super nice, but it's, like, it, to be fair, there was a really, like, just a lack of, like, maintenance men in general, and since they're their own private company, they have to have a maintenance man on the property, so they just didn't have, like, it, if they did have one, they'd be really bad. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it just never really worked out too well for me until the the newer management came and then they're like oh shit <laughs> like, we gotta fix this stuff so Jeez. yeah yeah that's crazy it's better now but it was pretty rough for a while but yeah that's that's the looks yeah that's that's nuts mm-hmm. well yeah i don't know i think i think we're getting to the end i don't yeah is there anything else you want to talk about or shout out not really i mean if well my mom listens Hi, Mom. <laughs> love you. <laughs> That's all I got. Oh, That's and awesome. hi, Dad. Love you, too. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I guess I don't really have anything else as of right now. Maybe we'll just chat in real life next time. Off the record. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I like to close off the episode sometimes with, like, something that the guest, like, likes to live by. Like, what's something, like, that you maybe try to follow um, in your life? I guess, like, my main thing is just, like, always be proud of, like, what you've done in your life. And, um, but keep trying to be better. For sure. I like that. Yeah. All right. Thanks for coming on. Thank you.